Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Glad that you could join us for another segment. In this segment, we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Michael Ackerman here to talk about hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or HCM. He's going to share what he feels that physicians need to know about the most common form of inherited heart disease. He's also going to talk about how to facilitate a dialogue with the patient about their family medical history with their provider, especially involving HCM and some resources within the HCM community. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Dr. Ackerman, thank you for taking the time this morning. It's great to be with you, Neil. Well, give us a bit of your professional background and uh, talk about your current role. Yes, I uh, have the privilege of serving as the uh, director of the Winland Smith Rice Genetic Heart Rhythm Clinic and the Winland Smith Rice Sudden Death Genomics Laboratory here at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm a genetic cardiologist, I'm a pediatric cardiologist by training. Uh, but has spent the last 20 years in genetic cardiology, which is fairly new and exciting discipline within the branch of pediatric and adult cardiology. I did mention, of course, that you will be talking about HCM or hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. What is HCM and how is it diagnosed? Well, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or HCM, it's one of the most common potentially inherited, potentially genetic heart conditions. It affects about one in 500 individuals, maybe even as high as one in 200 individuals. And HCM is a condition where the heart muscle, the pump, particularly the left side or the left ventricle, can get thicker. Sometimes it can get stiffer as well. And as a result, it can make it difficult for the heart to pump the oxygenated blood out into the body. And it sets up the patient's with the HCM heart for a variety of symptoms related to that thick heart muscle or that stiff heart muscle. It also sets up the potential for that HCM heart to spin electrically out of control into a dangerously fast and potentially lethal rhythm that can then result in sudden cardiac death. Now, I do understand that athletes have a condition sometimes where their their heart swells or the the, uh, mitocardial sac uh, swells a bit in athletes, but this is not something that's associated with athletic uh, activity or anything like that. This is something that can happen whether or not you're athletic at all because it is genetic, correct? Exactly. So you're mentioning, Neil, a condition that's sometimes referred to as athlete heart. And sometimes athlete heart, the features of the athlete's heart can mimic Mm -hmm. certain features of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or HCM. And we have to distinguish between the two. But whether you're an athlete, an artist, or an academic, your heart can, hypertrophy, can get thicker than normal if you have a genetic predisposition, for example, for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. With the uh, potential mimicking of these uh, other conditions, how hard is it to accurately diagnose HCM and how is that accomplished? Are there symptoms that are just glaring and send a person to the, the hospital or is this something that can be discovered totally with a routine checkup? That's a great question and that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about the Could It Be HCM campaign is because In my practice here at Mayo Clinic, I've seen so many misdiagnoses, so many delays in diagnoses with symptoms, which for HCM, they can sometimes be nonspecific. And in my practice, those symptoms can be shortness of breath, they can be fainting, they can be chest pain. And by themselves, that can be due to a lot of things. But 
when those symptoms of shortness of breath or chest pain or a sudden faint occurs during activity, during exercise, during exertion, that should heighten the suspicion for could it be HCM? Yes, it could. You need to get that checked out. But we've had patients that there's been delays in diagnosis for years because their shortness of breath was written off as exercise-induced asthma, for example. We've had HCM hearts suddenly faint and go to the emergency department where that sudden faint was just misattributed to dehydration or just a normal lightheaded spell. And yet that sudden faint that occurred while they were running up and down the basketball court Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with dehydration. So it's really about increasing the index of suspicion when there's certain kinds of symptoms where sometimes nonspecific, but with certain features, the healthcare provider and the family, they should be asking the question, could it be HCM? How does the patient facilitate the conversation with the provider when we kind of expect our provider to facilitate that conversation with us? I think it's about sharing your story. So I think first is empowering the patient that if they have one of those kind of symptoms, they've suddenly fainted during exercise. They've had shortness of breath, especially with exercise. They're having chest pain, especially during exercise. That family, that individual should not just keep that information to themselves. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't let their healthcare provider know. Uh, They should be empowered to say, I just want to make sure that this isn't my heart. And specifically, this isn't an HCM heart. The other Mm -hmm. thing we need to empower individuals and families to bring to the healthcare provider's attention is know your family story. In other words, know your family's history Are there any relatives who died suddenly or unexpectedly at a young age? If so, that information is not just a tragedy in the past. It may be very important for your healthcare provider to know about. And increasingly, knowing about specific conditions in the family. Is there a relative? Are you related to somebody where they've already been told that they have HCM? Because HCM is potentially a genetic condition, if that answer is yes, that's a really important piece of information to convey to your healthcare provider. And while you're doing that, you can be equipping yourself with more information and, and learning about HCM and could it be HCM by going to the website, could it be HCM.com. Now you did mention, uh, I mentioned athletics, you mentioned the basketball court. I understand that you're uh, doing some work with Jared Butler of the Utah Jazz. Could you talk about this awareness campaign? Yeah, Jared is a, yeah, Jared Butler is a great young man. I've had the privilege to be his genetic cardiologist, his heart rhythm, HCM specialist now for almost four years and a wonderful young man, wonderful mom and dad and sister. And, uh, and he has become a strong uh, advocate with the desire to increase awareness. This was new to him. Unlike others that might have had one of those symptoms, Neil, that we were talking about, he didn't have any symptoms. So that's, he came through with the diagnosis in a route that I see more and more in my practice where a screening program an ECG screening program conducted at a school or a university, or in this case, a division one university flagged the heart. 
And with the ECG or the electrocardiogram, uh, raising the question, could it be HCM? And he got all of the right things done. He got the right tests done. He saw the right kind of healthcare providers. The diagnosis was made well. And then a different question arose of not could it be HCM? The answer was yes, but now how can he live uh, with this condition and can he stay and play keep doing the things that, that he was gifted to do and, and loves to do? And so that's where we kind of joined together several years ago to sort of navigate his journey, understanding his HCM condition, understanding the potential threat it poses, neutralizing that threat with a variety of strategies, and then equipping him and his family to have the right the choice, the shared decision-making to decide whether he was going to continue to pursue his passion of basketball. And having gone through all of that, Jared and his family, his mom, Juanita in particular, they really wanted to be part of this awareness effort, could it be HCM? campaign to get out the warning signs. He didn't have any warning signs. He didn't have any symptoms, but many patients do. And those symptoms are being unrecognized or are not being acted upon. And he wanted to have his impact, not only in the sport of basketball, but also with this condition that was found in him. Uh, You mentioned the website before. Give us uh, that website once again, Dr. Ackerman. Yeah, so for more information about all things hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or HCM, it's a great resource. Uh, go to the website, couldItBeHCM.com to, for more information. Let your healthcare provider know if you're having any of these symptoms of concern. And while you're waiting for your appointment, check out the information at couldItBeHCM.com. Michael, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio this morning. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Neil. Thanks so much for choosing to do this and getting out the word about hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Michael Ackerman. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.